everyone, and welcome to this week's Marie Claire Start Somewhere, hosted by me, Sarah Vaughan, and my special guest this week is Mike and Witt, who is co-founder of Impactor. Hi, Mike, and how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. Thanks, Sarah. Great to be on the call with you. No, it's wonderful to have you with me. So as you know, Mike, we all start with asking, you know, how how you got started out in life. So love to hear kind of where you grew up and kind of what your early career path looked like. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was born in, in Australia, and but my parents are from Europe. So there's a real mix of, of different countries, quite international. I moved to, to Germany and grew up in, in Germany. My, my mother is Swiss and my dad is Swedish and Danish. Um, yeah, so I started in Germany, then went to boarding school in Denmark and then went to study in Australia. Um, yeah, and I decided to to become a mechanical engineer. So so that was studying in Melbourne, which was oh, such a great such a great place. That's such a good time. Um, oh, amazing. Really, like growing up, we, my whole family always travelled quite a lot. So that was always it's been a big part. Yeah, and 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 I also want to ask. Sorry to yeah, interrupt, but how many languages do you speak with that mix of parentage? Yeah, I mean, we speak. I speak Danish, of course, and then German and some Swedish. Um, now, now my my partner he's French, so I'm I'm definitely learning, trying to learn some French at the moment. I guess you speak French too if you're situated in the south of France at the moment. So, yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's kind of like in our family we switch languages a lot, so we just we're just used to it. So I, I, actually, people always think, wow, but I never had to study for more, only French now, which is actually really hard to learn a language. But as a kid, you just pick them up. So um. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So there you are in, in, in amazing Melbourne at university. And, and I mean, Melbourne is an extraordinary city with a great vibe. Yeah. And it was a really fun because um, I think it's, a, it's been a real contrast because on one side, I studied mechanical engineering, which is, I don't know, quite nerdy, I guess, and, and technical. And, uh, but at the same time, I really love meeting people. So it was always this, this balance of doing something very technical and focused, but being really outgoing and and meeting amazing people from both engineering, but of course also other industries, which has been, yeah, I did some creative art subjects and some theatre subjects. So that's that was a really fun um, addition to, to, yeah, to just see some other perspectives. How amazing. And I mean, you know, let's face it, not many women go into mechanical engineering. So, you know, what 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 prompted you to go that route? You know, is was this a family connection or, 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 or yeah. just something that you loved or were fascinated by? Yeah, it was really my great grandfather started an engineering business, a family business, which my grandfather took over. And then now my dad and uncle run the, the family business. They make industrial fans. Um, and and yeah, so I really, I guess I just always knew that that's what I would do as well. And I always thought when I studied engineering that one day I would enter the family business. Um, yeah, so that was kind of, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's always been really interesting because I never questioned whether I should do something else. <laughs> so that how, was, yeah. how amazing. And, and tell me, like, you know, there you are studying this, you know, incredible subject. And I'm, I'm totally in awe of you for, 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 for being a mechanical engineer. How many women were there on the course with you in Melbourne? Uh, well, there, there was not many. I think we were about 4% in this course in total. So, which is really funny because it meant, of course, everyone knew the girl. We all, like, everyone knew who the girls were. and. And then it was, you know, hundreds, hundreds of men or boys. So, yeah. The, so, so that was, yeah. I thought 
but then saying that because at Melbourne University, it's a massive university that teaches everything. So on campus, the, the split is pretty much 50-50, if not even more women. So as soon as you leave the lecture theatre, you don't actually notice. So I didn't actually find it as big a deal as it kind of sounds, whereas I know at other universities, you could be in a city with almost, almost no women. That was not the case at all. Um, yeah, so I didn't, I, it never actually occurred. It wasn't a big deal as I studied, so. Yeah, and how cool that you could do all the other kind of a mixture of subjects and weren't kind of, do you know what I mean? Like, like devoted to one and you had lots of other things to enjoy and, and experience. Yeah, I think that was what, what would make this particular university great because it had everything on campus, where some some universities are much more specific and then that's the only choice you you have. Yeah, and of course, living in, in inner Melbourne, it's all share houses and everyone around lives in share houses and people did everything. You meet people, yeah, from very different professions. And that's great now to, to actually know people who are completely different to yourself and work in these different industries. So, which has been great inspiration like later on in my journey to come back and and hear what people are doing because I, I do think you can get quite trapped in this bubble that you're in and then at some point when you lift your head again it's really great to know people from other industries and, and other areas of life. Definitely so you graduate from from Melbourne and 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 what do you do next? Yeah so back then I really I, I kind of just wanted to travel the world and do something exciting so um, I moved back to Europe and started working uh, in the oil and gas industry, so really heavy, heavy duty. Um, I don't, I don't need to mention any names, but you know, big, big evil oil companies. Um, and the funny thing is, I've really enjoyed it. Like I actually really, um, now it's quite a bit weird thinking back, but really, it's it's a very competitive kind of landscape, very corporate, um, high pace, lots of lots of risk because everything fluctuates with the oil price. Um, and, you know, and I really loved, I got to go out on, on I went to go, got to go out on oil platforms and oil rigs and, you know, put on the hard hats and go out on site. And, and that was super exciting at the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but like I was saying, you get into this very corporate bubble where all of a sudden that's, that's the only thing I saw. And that's the only thing I really, yeah, knew about basically for a long time. So, yeah, so I spent 10 years working first in an American um, oil company and then later on I moved to Denmark and worked for, for a Danish oil and gas business. I know which is extraordinary because <laughs> I know, you know again it is not, it's not a, a, a necessarily female orientated business A and, and B given what you're doing now you know it's know. extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it has been quite a big change yeah and also it's it's so bizarre because thinking back now I really was enjoying myself. Like I was, I was well paid. I was, I was doing great. I was having lots of connections and I really, you know, there was nothing wrong as such. And then about, yeah, so basically exactly two years ago, um, I just came back and I just, from one moment to the other, I had a moment of what the hell am I doing? Like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing next? This is, I, I need to do something else. And I sort of spent the next three days thinking what that something else should be. And I just didn't know. Uh, so I quit my job. And it was quite, it was really quite spontaneous because I thought I'm not going to find out what to do while I'm in a job I actually liked until three days ago. Um, yeah, so it was quite a a big a big change. I think my my parents, you know, bless them, they they were a bit not surprised, but they they didn't really know what to say at all. Um, so, but they also were encouraging, luckily. So uh, and, to take that risk. Yeah, was that prompted by anything you read, or, or I mean, was it? Could it? Could, you know, or was it just a feeling like this? Just isn't the kind of you know. I've 
this is uncomfortable. No, I, I mean, I, I think it's funny because I've often in the past had quite a lot of my old high school friends and things challenging me a lot of how, why I could be in the industry. And I, I mean, definitely like my, my also now partner, he definitely had moments of really wondering like how he was saying, you know, how can you be so nice and, and work and do what you do? Um, so it wasn't, but I, I'm not sure. I don't want to give him too much credit for that. Like, I mean, that it was, <laughs> I don't know, it, could, it could be, I mean, I was very madly in love, but I, I don't, it wasn't him trying to get me to change. I think maybe it was more the encouragement that it would, you know, that I could do whatever I wanted to, and that it would be fine. That's probably more, wait, I mean, the, the of course, I have to say, like, I, I also had at that moment just saved up a lot of money. And so I could also, I had that luxury situation to be able to, to take that risk of just leaving everything. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't because I hated my job. It was because I just thought it would be great to, to get a, yeah, a clean sheet and try something else. So, yeah. yeah, but it wasn't because I, I, di I didn't, there wasn't reading an article or watching anything or wasn't particularly, yeah, it wasn't even because I said, now I need to do something with, with impact. That wasn't the first feeling. It was just, I need to do something completely different. Um, yeah. and, and, and now yeah. you really are, right? <laughs> yeah, and I, but I think what then happened, like, basically, which is funny, because then I did a bit of soul searching. I went to France to learn some French. Um, and, and I really was thinking, like, as an obvious one, also in Denmark, there's a lot of renewable energy companies. And that's kind of, that, that was an obvious transition. So I kind of started looking at some of those and visited people I knew who were working in these companies and also some startups in the area. And I got really excited um, about, especially the startup environment, because I could feel a bit closer to also my, my the family business that I kind of grew up close to, that it's, it's very real, it's very hands-on. Um, exciting in, in, in a different way to a big corporate. Uh, so I definitely was instantly drawn to that. And then renewable energy, I kind of, you know, I started looking more into it and also reading more about it. Like I knew of course, a lot of stuff already, but I was really like that, that would make sense. Um, but then what happened was I, a friend of mine said, hey, I, I have an old colleague um, who used to work with wind turbines. Um, she yeah she knows a lot of people and she's also starting her own business at the moment you should meet her just to see if she knows someone um in the industry that she could connect you to so i so i met johanna um the ceo of impactor the the company i'm, I'm now a co-founder of and basically it was just this magic moment where i met just to network and i really just had a cup of coffee in in i would say the office or the headquarter which was her her kitchen um and she <laughs> she told me and this is really I, I mean it's actually quite embarrassing but now I mean it's kind of funny she told me about the 17 SDGs which I at that point in my life had never heard about um and that's that was quite shocking in a way because I did think I was quite an informed person that kind of you know was reading the papers and and, and doing lots of things and I just had I, I knew there was the Paris agreement but I actually didn't realize how how detailed it was and that it was actually you know set out to cover all these different areas and that you can measure it that it's being tracked I, I just she told me and I was like wow how on earth did I miss that was the first response and then the second one was wow all the solutions are there why mm. on earth aren't we doing anything um mm. So, and it's really sort of, we're saying these solutions exist. There's so many people out there that want to get started, who want to do something, but don't know where to begin. Uh, why not? And um, yeah, and then there she, she then told me about Impact, which she had, had founded um, a few months previously. 
that basically was addressing exactly that problem, you know, the this doom and gloom, all this this doomsday scenarios that are happening. How do you encourage people to to get started and and take and take action? Um, and yeah, so so I kind of just listened to that and went home and actually just originally thought I was just gonna get her to introduce me to to some some people in the complete different in the renewable energy sector. And instead I um I wrote back to her and said, look, I would like to I like join. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, this was real magic. It was really, really magic, magical moment. Definitely, definitely. How cool is that? And for those people who, who don't know what the SDGs are, do, do you want to just explain what they are? Because I, th- I think there may be some people listening who, who possibly haven't heard of them either. Yeah, so so basically as part, oh, I have to <laughs> put it on the spot here, but basically as part of the Paris Agreement, there's a whole, a whole range of different goals that were set out um, that cover basically everything in the end that goes both both goes towards ending or fighting climate change, but also poverty and and injustice and inequality, and and sort of the seventeen areas each represent an area that that we should do something about, and it got, gives very specific guidelines to a country to each country of what kind of goals they should set in these areas. Um, so it's anything from uh, yeah to life life on land, life in the oceans. Um, but but also to which some of them are very tangible, uh, not tangible, tangible. But it, it's very very different areas: sustainable consumption and production. Um, yeah. So if we go through them, it's it uh, to me it's very much a um, more the the mind that it wasn't just looking at at one single thing, but but really at at every level, um, and also yeah. making it in a way that. That within your area you can decide where you are and where it makes sense to focus it wasn't do everything at once it was kind of um and of course as, as an engineer i really enjoyed the idea of measuring some of it that's um <laughs> that is there's a bit tangible it wasn't fluffy um yeah. i think afterwards in terms of more i don't know it's not to criticize them in any way but but it's not necessarily the most inspiring uh in terms of communicating and and the way they're, they're shown it's, it's still it's still a little bit yeah, maybe not as fun as it as it could be, um, but but yeah, it's definitely a good starting point, and and also it's a good reminder to that, it, that there's many areas that need improving. Yeah. And that's where Impactor comes in. So you and Joanna are sitting around a Impactor HQ. <laughs> yeah, the Impactor HQ. <laughs> Well, when many a great startup has has has, has happened, I might, I might add, as, as well as and people's garages have yeah, seemed to be. A, it a seems to be a rite of passage when you like. It's almost like it seems to be a thing you have to have done, like <laughs> to, to have a have a yeah. Your office has to be your house, but now we're all working from home, right? So <laughs> it wasn't exactly exactly. Luckily, yeah, no. it means we're used to it. It's absolutely true. So. Impactor is, 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 is this amazing um, app that is really getting people to help and start somewhere and, and, and pull together against the global goals. So do you want to tell us a little bit about Impactor and, 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 and what it does? Yeah, so, so Impactor, the, the app, is, is a fun video sharing platform that makes social and environmental action uh, super easy. So the main feature we have is, is an action button uh, that's that's really different to more passive social media. And, and the play, it's really a place to connect and, and collaborate with like-minded change makers. 
So what we really want to do is get all young people of the world involved and for them to use their creative superpower to tackle the global challenges that are out there. Uh, we also want people on the app who can discover the coolest sustainable brands. Um, and it's really empowering youth and everyone to create a better world through yeah, these small collective actions. Um, and to really sort of give some examples, what you do on, on the app is users create and share short form videos, a little bit like, like TikTok, you would say. So we've coined it a bit like the TikTok for social change. Um, but the idea is, yeah, every video has a call to action in it. And that can be anything from add the ugliest vegetables you can find to your shopping basket next time you'd go grocery shopping <laughs> to, um, yeah, that's all right. But it could also be, you know, get your parents to change their electricity provider to a greener one. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah, so big, big action. But it, it can be small. It's, it's also small ones. It could, or it could be do this zero waste challenge or, um, you know, try this meat replacement product for a week or it's really, it can, it can be any anything and it can be really covering those 70 SDG areas that we talked about without, it doesn't really matter which SDG it is. It's more about every single action um, is to have, yeah, has, has a clear call to action at the end. Uh, you press the action button and it links you out to, to a website or a place where people can go in and, and do the action. Uh, you can then record a little selfie video showing your ugly vegetables or you know, showing a high five with your dad, who's just changed to to good energy or another green energy provider, um, to yeah. show that people are doing it together. Um, and what we really like, which I think is super fun, is of course it's a game. Uh, the whole app is about the ultimate competition to save the world. So it's really about um, yeah, being good at being good at at doing these actions and inspiring others to do it. And then you there's a leaderboard, and you can become a top impactor, and you sort of feature along that so you can see how many actions you've taken but also how many you've inspired someone else to do so very cool I love that so you can see who else is, is, has really you know been inspired and I, I mean I just love it it's so much fun and and you know I, I I think you know maybe you could talk to that a bit about you know making this fun yeah I mean when you see like I mean if everyone who's listening should should check out like what we look like but it's basically it's very colorful and bright the idea is that it's you know, it's meant, it's meant to be just this beacon of, of hope and a light place. We do these small things and then, yeah, get inspired to do more. Um, and, and I think the fun thing is, you know, the sharing element is, is super fun. We also have, you know, the leaderboard. And the brands that we're onboarding are giving prizes. So you can actually win stuff as well, which, I mean, this obviously is not maybe, it's not the only reason to do good, but it's definitely fun to, to win, cool, win cool prizes at the same time. And then we have um, also a pretty cool feature. I think we've introduced a daily action calendar. So you get you get prompted to do just one action per day, just one one small one small thing every day, sort of as a as a minimum. It's, yeah, so that's that's super exciting as well. And then of course you can go in. I think what we really hope, of course, that's on the other side. There's all the brands you can discover. And what a fun way to discover the brand to see the actions they've done, um, both yeah. the ones they're proposing themselves, but also maybe they you know. Zara, if you make an action, they might do yours or they might have you yeah. know, listened to, to, this, to this podcast or they might have done something else and, and show that they're doing it, which is a really fun way to show people working together on this, including the brands and the organizations and, and you and me. Which, of course, is what's needed. I mean, it's real collective action and we all need to lean in and, and, and do something, whether we're an individual or a corporate or, or whatever, because actually only together are we actually going to, to, 
to, to change the world for, for the better. Definitely. And also what we look at a lot is you don't necessarily need everyone to do all the actions. We just need enough people to do them to create these tipping points to, to show the bigger brands or organizations that this is something that's happening and then they will follow. Um, so, so that's, of course, yeah, I think it's going to be great. Exactly. <laughs> and some people will care about one thing more than another. So some people will be like into plastic and some people will be into ending poverty. But ultimately, together, we create the change. Yeah, and that's where really, of course, we're working. That's what, I mean, we have to throw in words like algorithms when I'm working in a tech startup. But of course, that's really, <laughs> that's really the thing here is to have some, some smart algorithms in there that help you both with your preferences. Um, but of course, your location as well, what's trending. But then we also have this feature. Uh, people can get um, basically have the option to upgrade your profile to an expert. So you do you fill out an extra form, you become an expert user and that gives you sort of expert superpowers. So you get an endorsement feature. So if you um, endorse a post, it gets it gets pushed to expert and endorse post gets get pushed to the top. So it's a bit of a, you know, the justice algorithm. <laughs> Only the really the big words, but but basically the idea is that that you know the most the most sustainable um, actions are of course meant to be pushed to the top. So you, yeah. you you know you don't necessarily see yeah it's, it's not meant to be holiday photos from Spain, but but real real actions and, and and some of the small actions can really make a big difference as well if if enough people yeah. if enough people do them. Absolutely. And I think that's such an important thing to remember is, you know, if we all do something very small, um, you know, like even giving up, you know, you know, checking out our coffee cups or something like that, you know, that ladders up to an extraordinary and enormous action yeah. stop using plastic water bottles or something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, but it is um, amazing. Yeah. Seeing all the different at the moment onboarding all the brands, the amount of of solutions that exist to, to minimize both waste or yeah, more sustainable fashion from banking, all, all the different areas. There's so many options out there. I mean, I didn't know either. So like, obviously, so it's really, it is really amazing. And, and, and I really think it just shows there is a lot of hope because there's a lot of, lot of things that you can do. Yeah, and I, I think that's so important because it's so easy to be in this kind of doom and gloom mentality and the world is screwed and anything we do doesn't make a difference. But I, I what I love that you're doing is it it is a hopeful thing. It's also a fun thing, you know, like, you know, working together to 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 really ultimately kind of um save humanity and 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 restore <laughs> our planet. <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, it sounds very overawing, but, you know, if we can do little by little kind of together, then that is, 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 is you know, we, we can really change, change, change the, the, the whole outcome, I think, you know, in, in, in that way. So yeah, that kind definitely. of really to, 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 to kind of my you know, invitation to you, which I'm um, which is kind of like, you know, you've got this amazing kind of inspired audience of of, of Marie Claire Start somewhere listeners you know so what's what's what would you like to ask them to do yeah of course I, I have to say is I would like I would like everyone to join our impactor community uh, it is it is a great community of of young change makers and creative superstars from from all over the world um yeah so, so join our awesome community and um yeah and get on the app you just visit our website, so it's www.impactor, and that's that's hard to spell. It's impact, 
and then an R. You can spell it out, like <laughs> I am, yeah, I M P A C T R dot world. Perfect. And you're launching in English, isn't that right? Yes. the The app itself is in English, but of course, if if you want to make a post in your local language somewhere, that's that that's great too. I mean. That yeah, it's going to be a mix of 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 global and local of local posts. So yeah, and everyone is everyone's very welcome. Which is so fantastic, and I'm so excited to be kind of waiting for launch. I, I I mean honestly, I think this is one of the most awesome things I've heard, and it's super fun. And and I would encourage everyone to sign up and and, and get involved and 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 get started somewhere. Well, look, thank you so much for joining us and, and 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 talking to us. And I wish you all the best. And I'm going to be watching you very closely. And and uh, you know we'll send some updates on 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 the progress. But I can thank you for all you're doing and and for this kind of road to Damascus experience. You oh, know. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> no, it's been great. It's been great talking to you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.